It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jones! Bowden! He's got it! England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins! Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. Looking back at the fourth day's play from Chennai. It's freezing cold and it's snowing outside here in the UK, but the the heat and performance of England in Chennai has certainly warmed our hearts looking at that lovely sunny weather. But Simon, have they jeopardised their chances of winning this first test with their slightly strange tactics on the fourth day at the end of play? Well, we'll find out on the fifth day. Uh, hard to say at the moment. I thought it was a curious last session uh, from England. What we will do, though, is start with a quote from Ishant Sharma, who registered his 300th test wicket today. Congratulations to him. Now, he said this, if we get a good start tomorrow, I'm sure we can chase this down. We have a fearless batting lineup, and we're very positive about this. Here's a tweet uh, from Simon Hughes, uh, the analyst, a you who said early in the day, England got enough. India won't even get 250. So somewhere between, I don't know, you might be right, Ishant might be right, or perhaps they might be somewhere in the in between the two. So India not getting 250, or India can break the world record and score 420 that they need for victory. They need a further 381 on the final day, and England need nine wickets it's been a brilliant whatever happens it's been a brilliant start to the series and a fascinating test match with the possibility of more drama excitement uh, to come or who knows perhaps it's gonna be an anti-climax <laughs> it's been a brilliant start to the year test match wise hasn't it with the, the results in sri lanka and bangladesh losing to west indies and and the way that england have started so well in this series <sighs> I mean, who the hell was Simon? Who the hell is Simon Hughes making those sort of predictions? <laughs> uh, I, I just think you know England had a lot of difficulty getting up to the, the score they made in the end, and uh, they were a bit ponderous in that last session. I think they were trying to delay the time in which they wanted to bowl. I think there was there was a there was a strategy there. The strategy was we want ten or eleven overs tonight with the new ball. 
And then when they come to the morning, that new ball will still be reasonably hard in good shape, but it will have started reverse swinging. Because I've noticed in this test match that the reverse swing has started to happen really in about 10 or 11 overs because it gets cut up, scuffed up the ball so quickly. So they're looking at sort of two bites of the cherry, a nice hard ball, obviously, at the end of play today, 10 overs or so. And then the ball's only 10 or 11 overs old in the morning. So it will still be firm, but should be moving around a fair bit as well with that reverse swing. That's what they looked at. I think they were just overthinking it a bit, to be honest. I think it was you, you, you need a lot of time to, to win this game. You know, perhaps current results have uh, slightly questioned or, you know, kind of thrown the cat amongst the pigeons a little bit because, you know, we've seen a 390 chase by the West Indies. The Indians themselves chased a score in Brisbane as well, a very high score. Of course, India also chased a, a high score, 380-odd in Chennai, in uh, when was that 2013 years ago it was 13 years ago 2006 7 so 2008 2008, 2008 sorry so you know there are all those kind of factors but uh, you know it, it happens very rarely and actually if you see certainly the brisbane pitch uh, which india scored that uh, chase chase that score in 328 in, in 328 it, it, the, the 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 chennai pitch in 2008 and that bangladesh pitch they were flat they did nothing this pitch has a lot in it for the bowlers. And I, I that, the reason why I said I don't think India will make 250 is because there's, there are 10 very difficult to play deliveries in that pitch in the next 60-odd overs. Uh, one of them we've already seen that bowled out Rohit Sharma. And there's nine more just waiting for those Indian batsmen. And bear in mind also, the three lower order Indian batsmen are not much good. So actually, England really only need to take seven wickets in my view. Right. Well, bullish uh, confidence uh, from you. Let's just break down that that final session today. I, th I think England have played until tea today. England have played this test match almost perfectly. They, it's been a brilliant performance from them. I, I just wonder whether they, they seem to just lose their nerve a bit in that final session. They were scoring in their innings. They were scoring at four and a half runs per over. They're playing all sorts of shots, reverse sweeps. Well, like Pope came out there, played positive right from the start. Joe Root played another, I mean, a gem of an innings. And he was, in the end, he was dismissed by a really good ball from Bummer that, that kept low. And there's something there for England on the, on the final day for their scene bowlers. I know the focus is on the spinners, but also the seam bowlers, the pace bowlers can have a say on the final day. And then Pope was reverse sweeping, caught a mid-wicket. They were scoring four and a half runs per over. So then there were 371 runs ahead. And then Leach, uh, sorry, Bess and Butler were together. And they just started blocking it. Bess started blocking it. It must have been under orders. And they scored for the rest of their innings at two and a half runs per over. There was a possibility of, say, having 22 overs, 23 overs at India, uh, this evening in the end that went down to 13 so it's sort of like a chunk really of 10 overs and you feel they could have scored the runs that they did score uh, in the time in a, in a short space of time with a bit more positivity but they they just completely it was like a ship sailing one particular course and then they they just veered off a completely different direction so it was it was it was curious really and, and sort of perplexing you said that india won't get 250 well england were 371 ahead what do you think? I think it was. I mean, we've talked about the possibility of, you know, they want that hard new ball in the morning, so they wanted to only bowl India for the last fifty minutes. I mean, is that the way you do it? Is that the way teams normally do it? Not, well, I think I think yeah, you know, it's a good question, and I, I think you know it is a bit over defensive or over cautious 
But I think it's partly because it's the first test of the series. If you're one down, with one te- well, is it? No, no, you're right. And and it's it's this sort of maybe you know this English reserve is still lurking in our midst, even though that the, we've won the, the the Cricket World Cup in 2019 by being fearless and aggressive and never shirking from the the attacking option, the positive option. Maybe there is still latently this slight caution uh, hanging around, which says, you know, don't be, don't take a risk kind of thing. And I think, it, you know, it would have been justifiable to have, you know, been much more attacking, well, it would have been compulsory to be much more attacking if England were one down in the series or it was the last test of the series or something and they had to win it to, to level the series. This say. is their opportunity. But this is, this is their great... Oh, no, you're right. But but I think, I suppose what you're saying also is that they put a huge amount of effort into the first four days of cricket and got into a tremendous situation nagging away at them is we don't want to relinquish all that by a, a foolhardy declaration just a little bit earlier than we'd like uh, where you know and suddenly a Rishabh Pant and a Virat Kohli and you know Shubman Gill play brilliantly we lose a game having played all the cricket for four days in the first test of the series um, we don't want to take any risks but often you have to risk slightly losing to win yeah, and, and, and also as well, I, I thought in, in which case, if that's how they felt that they that they didn't want to take a risk when it, when it came down to it, well, I mean, they played extremely positively and you could almost say it recklessly up until the time they got 371 on the board. So they could have played it a completely different way, which was actually to sit on the splice of it, just nudge it and knock it around and then get to about a, a 340 lead with eight wickets in hand and then really go for it in the last you know 10 overs 12 overs so you know with batsmen in so it, it just seemed a really curious approach it was like the brakes were slammed on at, at, at 371 but they still had butler and and best there okay the perhaps there wasn't a great deal to come yeah that's the point still- i think i mean that's the, the, so the you know if we go back to that england one day side you know because they had plunkett and rashid and people like that down the order who could all bat really well you can be fearless down to number nine or ten and obviously it's a different format of the game in this test side with archer's test average at a rather sort of shambolic eight at the moment, but a bit disappointing really, because he's much better than that. And he likes to call himself an all-rounder. And then Leach and Anderson after that, England don't have a very strong tail. So Bess is, I suppose, is their last sort of safety valve. And although so actually, go for Jack, it Lee's got, Jack Lee's got a 92. I mean, so I don't know why they're worrying really. So go for it until you're six down. Is that basically it? Go I, for I, it. I guess, yeah. And then and then put the brakes on and then and then have to sort of regroup. Well, I mean, that's what they did. So presumably that must have been the, the tactics. We'll see where we are until we're six down. And then after that, we'll play a bit more carefully. They, they I mean, always had a, a time they wanted to declare by, didn't they? Or be bowled out by. And that time was... You know, now round about an hour before the end. But is that enough? That's what I'm saying. I mean, they were. Well, we'll, we'll t- listen. We'll find out yeah. tomorrow, won't we? Yeah, <laughs> you, we, you, we you, you, um, you live or die by these decisions as England captain yeah. and England coach, and it may be highly, superbly vindicated, and it may be that, that everyone descends on them because they were overcautious and batted on too long. And funnily enough, Alistair Cook in the Channel Four studio was saying that uh, he goes back to, he reflects on one series that, in fact, I think it was the last series. The Rajkot game, wasn't they, it? They, yeah, Rajkot, yeah. where they, he agrees now, they batted on too long. Yeah, well, they in that match, they they had uh, 310 in the bank, or there, there and thereabouts, and I think they only had about 53 overs. 
and the pitch was doing all sorts and India finished 179 for six. But um, perhaps there is this, that respect, fear possibility of, of India's batting lineup. I mean, is, uh, you don't quite know what it's going to come up with. And we saw Ishant at the start there saying, yeah, you know, we, we can win this game. And there's Kohli and then there's Washington Sundar was superb today and Pant. And I mean, he's, he's a sort of the joker in the pack, Pant, isn't he? That, you know, who knows? He could go out there and knock 100. He's done 100 on the last day of, a, of the last test series that England played against India, albeit at the Oval. Mind you, the ball... I remember one delivery that Rashid bowled to KL Rahul. It ragged from out, well outside the leg stump and bowled him off stump. So, I mean, that was by no means a, a straightforward pitch on the, on the final day. So, I mean, it's easy to... I, I totally accept it's easy to sit here and say, why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing it's, that? It's why we love test cricket, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Well, everyone's Because you get all these uh, issues yeah. cropping up all the time. And, and you're right. The point is, it doesn't mean England can't win from here. And they absolutely can. And they are in a, they are in a winning position uh, or a potential uh, winning position. They've got, as you say, they've, there must be nine balls or 14 balls on the final day with a, you know, a wicket on it. Uh, you know, it might be that not all the wicket taking balls, if you sort of mean take a wicket, because sometimes there's a drop catch or, or whatever. You get a bit of luck and you just put it wide of the keeper or wide of the slip fielder when you've actually or created potentially created a chance but you know i just what i suppose the, the thing is it's that feeling that what if india is seven eight down tomorrow and sort of clinging on in the last few overs on about 250 for eight and you, you'll look back and you'll go oh could we have done that a bit differently and i think i that, mean you will look back on it like that certainly but i suppose if you started out at the beginning of the series and you said well you've played most of the cricket outplayed India for all of it you haven't got a win but at least you haven't lost the game I guess that's not a bad outcome but you do feel it's a missed opportunity you spoke to John Lewis the the England bowling coach didn't you uh, after play so why don't we hear what he's got to say about it from the England's camp perspective I think the, the guys were were positive in the way they played and I, I don't think it's a straightforward pitch to just go and, and, and be reckless in, in trying to score runs. Um, but we were very uh, comfortable with the amount of overs we wanted to bowl tonight. And that obviously gives us a bit of a bite, bite with a second new ball tomorrow, if, if required. I think 20, 20 overs or so with a, a new ball tomorrow. So in terms of the position of the game, we're really, we're really comfortable with where we're at. It's obviously first game of the series. Um, and whilst you want to get off to a really, uh, really strong start, um, you don't want, you don't really want to give India a chance to win. Um, however, saying that they've got some, they've got some fine players, and you also want to be able to have attacking fielders the whole day, especially to our spin bowlers around the back. And so, to get as much money runs as we can and to keep the rate high for them, you know, feels like our best chance to win the game. There seemed to be a clear change in tactics, though, when Ollie Pope was out. It was four and a half and over until then. And then it turned into two and a half over for the rest of the innings. Was there a sort of conversation about that? Actually, we need to change course here. Um, no, not necessarily. I think the, the guys just tried to play play the situation as best they could. You know, it was, um, again, it was it wasn't straightforward on a turn on a turning wicket with Ashwin bowling well. It's, it's not straightforward to just go out and smack the ball around all over the place. Um, you know, Joe's in the form of his life, and he scored at a really good rate. You know, which um, makes. He makes the game look a lot easier than other players. So uh, we were very, we're very comfortable and confident in the position we're in. There'll be a lot of focus on the spinners tomorrow. What sort of role do you think the, the pace bowlers uh, will, will have to play tomorrow? Well, I think you, you saw with the Indian, the Indian side, they mix their, their spinners and their seamers really nicely. 
there is a, there's a patch on the wicket where, um, so I think it's about seven metres down, seven metre length on just outside off from the pavilion end here where there's some uh, variable bounce and the, there's some puff of, puffs of dust sometimes where the wicket's breaking up. So, and there will also be reverse swing. We've seen reverse swing throughout this game. Um, so, but the pace of the wicket is that the ball doesn't really carry that much to the keeper. So you have to try and beat the, the batsman on the inside of his bat rather than on the outside. Um, so, you know, our, our fast bowlers will have a job to, to play and they, they just need to really, all the bowlers really need to do their basics really well tomorrow. And I think we'll, um, we'll come out on top. Okay, that's John Lewis, who's the England bowling consultant on this tour, the, the pace bowling consultant, because Jitan Patel is, is looking after the spinners. Yours, is there any way India can win this test match? They need a world record, 420. I know we've seen there's other games around Asia where you know Bangladesh lost to West Indies, West Indies chasing down nearly 400 in the fourth innings, and South Africa, they threatened to do it against Pakistan, but of course they didn't do it. That's the point, did they? They didn't win in, in Ralpindi. They collapsed on the on the final day and Pakistan won. Is there any way, do you think India can win this match? Having said India are going to be bowled out for 250, do you give them any chance at all, India? If India win this game, I will take a piece out of my new gadget called the Field Shield, which is made of very thick wood and with magnetic kind of fielders on it. I will pay, I'll bite it and take a piece out of it with my teeth if India wins. You'll eat your shield, will you? I'll eat my shield. Well, and then I won't okay. have it to use anymore. So I'm, <laughs> I'll be praying that it, it, I paid a bit. I paid good money for that. I don't know if people saw it on on telly. It's a sort of magnetic pitch, really. A, a bit yeah. of a kind of bit bit low tech, I suppose. But people seem to quite like it. So someone on Twitter to me to look like something came out of the Clangers. That, that old oh uh, yes, actually yes. program. The, yeah, the, the, or, moon, or, the moon on the Clangers. The finger bobs. Well, no, it worked for me. Uh, it was like the field, wasn't it? So you could show people the field. Uh, it looked a bit like Bruce Oxenford's protective shield <laughs> to me you know, that, he, that he wears when he's uh, when he's yeah. umpiring. The one-day games, yeah. yeah. Well, it could certainly work for that. I mean, I described it as something that Alfred the Great might have wielded in Anglo-Saxon times, but with a bit of a Sabutio pitch sort of stuck onto it so that it, it had a, an application for cricket. Well, it's, what I love, Yoz, is you're, you, you're thinking left field the whole time. So anyway, there you were with your shield on, on TV and a ball in one hand. Goodness knows what you're saying. I couldn't hear you. We just had, we just had the pictures in our uh, commentary box. But uh, you, you were explaining something away. And I'm not quite sure what it was. It was, it was to do with um, the, the, the change of field, actually, for Coley's wicket, moving a fielder over onto the, the other side. I just think that, uh, that Channel 4 having the cricket at the moment, uh, terrestrial TV, uh, an audience, you know, primarily people stuck at home with nowhere to go, and, and obviously an interesting story unfolding. Mm. I just think that there's a lot of people there who might be tuning in who don't really understand the game. And it's quite nice, actually. I, I had a, uh, an email from Jeffrey, our friend, Sir Jeffrey, uh, saying, well done for getting back on Channel 4. And by the way, not only was I interested in your stuff, but so was Rachel. And normally, she's not really interested in cricket. Well, because he, he's bored her so rigid about cricket. Well, exactly. She's not interested anymore. Uh, but she said he, she was interested in that. So that's a good sign. So I think there's, you know, there are people out there who are kind of intrigued by cricket, but don't really understand it. So things like field settings... I don't think we do enough about it, actually. I mean, there's a lot of description. You know, you are brilliant at describing the field, but sometimes you want to see why those fielders are arranged as they are and what changes 
can be made and what effect that has. Yeah, I mean, I've made this point before. Sometimes I, I'm switching through the sports channels and I light on baseball and I, I, don't, I don't understand the, the basics of baseball, but I, I've always got lots of questions that I, I want to ask, you know, why this, why that? And, you know, if that, probably for... Uh, the committed it's probably a bit annoying isn't it if someone's explaining that the whole time if you're coming newish to the game and you've got a reasonable grasp of sort of sporting tactics it's actually quite nice to have someone explain something uh, to you I mean probably might, it won't answer all your questions all the time but it is nice to have an explainer there as well as long as I suppose it's not done in a in a really sort of dumbed down really patronizing way but it, it is about in, engaging with it with an audience and, and there will be people who come to it new uh, who, who like cricket you know, i think you'd have to, you'd uh, probably just sit in front of a test match you'd have to like cricket rather than just switch it on and think what on earth is this if you were looking for a soap opera or something or whatever i don't know but you know some people might uh, do, you know end up doing well that. sometimes your father or your mother says to a, a, a you know a child look this this cricket's great you know watch yeah. this and they don't they look at it and they sort of they don't really understand it or anything and so they soon lose interest mm. so i just think we have to use as many tools as we can to keep them interested and actually i had a nice email from a guy saying that you know you watch the game but you don't sometimes know what to look out for yeah and yeah. just little bits of analysis can help train the eye to to look for something you know even if it's even if it doesn't happen you can look out for something to see if it makes any difference i suppose so I, I think we just have to keep working hard because it's a complicated, um, mysterious game. And whether your technology is low or high tech, uh, it's it's all going to help people's appreciation, hopefully. Well, let's hope we don't need a new shield after uh, t tomorrow's yeah. play. That will probably I'm not, not confident of being able to bite into it, actually. Pretty heavy <laughs> no, hold duty. On, hold on, hold on, yours. No, I'm holding you to that. If if uh, if India do win, you're going to have to take a chance. I didn't say I'd swallow it. I just said yeah, I'd okay. bite it. <laughs> Right. Okay. So it might still be intact for, for further use. So talk about the tactics then. What, what are we going to have to look out for on the final day in, in this test match? Uh, a lot of focus on the spinners, of course, Leach and Bess. One thing John Lewis said there, he said, the fact we got these runs and there are, they are in the bank. The fact that England got all these runs means we can have men around the bat. And yet in the closing overs, we still had deep cover mm. um, for for the spinners and tough as it was in, in the in the commentary box and he was going he was going spare as a as a left arm spinner he was saying why does he need a man back you know get a few men in especially you know with with two overs left and India looking to defend he said if they hit you for four it doesn't matter but you might get a catch close in on the offside or a, or a leg slip off off Don Best so uh, it what would be interesting tomorrow is to see how Root plays it in terms of attack versus. A defense and, uh, yeah and whether he can uh, get man around the bat it's a perfectly good point uh, i i think that it's he it's a it betrays england's lack of confidence in their spinners or indeed the, the spinner's own lack of confidence in being able to maintain control and conceding a lot of boundaries will undermine their their own resolve uh that that's a, a shame and that's why uh it's a disadvantage going into the game with such inexperienced spinners but in fact i think archer and to a lesser extent anderson could be the, the men to take the wickets i mean look at what joff look at what's look at what jasper brumwell was producing this afternoon 
uh, he, he came into the attack relatively late, but he was bending the ball both ways, reverse swinging it both ways and getting the odd one to lift as well and keep low. But Joe Root got one which snaked back and kept low. I think but those two bowlers, Anderson and, and Archer, have got to really run in hard and look to hit a length, just, just around a length. The pitch is dusting up. The odd one's going through the top. The odd one's keeping low. It's reverse swinging. It's a lovely situation if you're a seam bowler, actually. So I can see them being creating the main openings and the spinners just coming in with sort of two or three wickets here and there. Mm. I wonder if Ben Stokes has got a part to play on the, the final day of this test match as well. He's the yeah. sort of player in a situation like this, if England did need a wicket or two, could sort of grasp the nettle. He's that, that sort of cricketer. He, he only bowled six overs in the first innings. But on a pitch that is you know, perhaps a bit unpredictable in the final and reverse swing as well, he, he's one of those sort of bowlers that can make it happen. So, you know, England have got options. Um, they've got two relatively inexperienced uh, spinners, and they're up against uh, an excellent Indian batting lineup who were very positive in the first innings. I wonder if getting rid of Pajara early is the key. Um, he, he's the sort of player that can just uh, resist you all day, can make it so difficult for you in a, in, a, in a situation like that. I'm sort of a bit torn, really, when I look at the final day. I mean, I agree with you, Yoz. I think, you know, you feel there are, that, you know, there's bound to be a dozen balls, a dozen wicket-taking balls out there uh, tomorrow, and that, you know, England should be good enough to go on and win this Test match. On the other hand, uh, seeing the way Pajara and Gill uh, played tonight after the dismissal of Rohit Sharma. They look very calm, assured. You, you, are you, you know, you'll wonder whether India might end the day tomorrow on something like you know 290 for four or something like that. You know, and 290 for five and back the day out. But it, you know, if if it were the other way round, if India, England were one down going into tomorrow with you know Ashwin and Boomer etc., I don't think you'd give them much chance of surviving. It'd be very very difficult. They might you know they might hold on grimly, but England India against England's bowling attack. Uh, they, they must have some sort of chance of of saving the game. Uh, I'm I'm a bit torn, really. You, I think you can argue it both ways. I'm I'm sitting on the fence. I don't. I just don't know. That, that, that's the enjoyment. You always it, sit it, on the fence. You know? Well, no, I would. You, you haven't. I accept that. I, you said in in India not going to get 250. I reckon. They'll, okay, they'll get more more than 250. Lots of Indian fans have already encouraged um, their other fans to screen grab my comment about India not getting 250 and throw it back at me tomorrow. Well, you know, I'll just, I might have to lie low for a couple of days, but I would say if I'm the bowling attack now, I'm thinking we need seven or eight unplayable deliveries or good deliveries, which would take the wickets. That's all we need in 90 overs. So it's one every 10 overs, basically. Just one wicked delivery. Uh, There's no hiding place. If you make a mistake as a batsman, you're gone even though they're looking comfortable, it just needs that one ball. So I'm very confident that uh, that England will be able to do it. And I suppose the other thing that uh, the England team could do before the last day is they can phone Steve Finn. And the reason for that is because he was part of that um, match-winning bowling attack in Calcutta in 2012, which sealed the victory in that series. And again, the reason I mention him is because he's in our virtual cricket club this Thursday, the 11th of February. And one of the reasons I picked him actually to to come in our virtual cricket club was because of his impact in that series in 2012. So you can sign up to hear his thoughts about this test match and also what he's been doing over the last few years. Uh, well, probably know what he's been doing over the last few years, what he's intending to do in the next few years, perhaps. If you go to World's 
bestcricketclub.com and sign up to our virtual cricket club. We have Steve Finn this Thursday and Ian Smith, the New Zealand commentator, next Thursday. So hope you can join us for that. And, well, our predictions are hanging in the air for the last day of this Chennai game. We can't wait to see what happens, and hopefully it'll be an England victory. But whatever happens, it's bound to be compelling. Of course, you can watch it all on Channel 4 Live, or you can listen to Simon on the BBC Social, or you can do both at the same time. And hope you'll join us for tomorrow for our look back at the final day's play. Yeah, please join us. Yours has gone for an England victory. I'm not sure. Sports Social Podcast Network. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.